Faith Revisited. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ben. I'm the senior pastor at Historic Trinity Church in downtown Savannah. I'm passionate about following Jesus, loving my family, enjoying all sports involving the ball, and a constant pursuit to find the perfect bottle of bourbon. And I'm Molly, a Methodist from the West Coast, but after moving to Savannah a few years ago, I found a home in Trinity and a friend of Ben's. My greatest joy in life is simply sitting on the front porch with my husband, my crazy dog, and a great bottle of red wine. On Faith Revisited, we'll talk about our own church as we're constantly trying to adapt to an ever-changing world as a downtown historic church. We'll talk about United Methodist Matters as our denomination faces an exciting and uncertain future. We'll explore church leadership in the 21st century. And we'll talk to different faith leaders about their perspectives of religion today, how we can be more authentic, stop alienating people, and how faith is more important than ever to connect us to God and each other. Hey, maybe we'll touch on a topic that speaks to exactly where you are in your faith. We won't know until we try, right? Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Faith Revisited podcast uh, with Ben and Molly. We are here this week to talk about a super important topic in the life of churches, and that is the role of social media. How do we use it? How do we access it? How do we share information and engage other people? Uh, And really kind of a forewarning to the episode, um, our assumption is that this really is meant to be like a 101 type uh, talk for more than likely traditional churches uh, who might be a little little slower on the learning curve of how to engage social media. Um, our assumption is that, that more church plants, contemporary churches, large churches, you've probably got a social media team kind of running this for you. So this is for you, church with 50 people on Sundays, 100 people, church with just a pastor and a secretary maybe. Um, and you're trying to kind of bridge that gap into the social media world. So uh, this one's for you. So Molly, you're, you're kind of my, uh, my, my right-hand person on social media, my teacher, my mentor. Uh, so won't you take us away? Absolutely. Yeah, this is meant for churches without the resources um, and someone who maybe hasn't gotten into social media very much yet, but knows it's important and knows you should take a gamble at it. So um, that's really what it is nowadays. It's a gamble. But let's talk about some really important platforms first. The two I'm going to hit on, and then Ben has a third bonus one, is Facebook is the first one. Um, Facebook is number one in my mind for churches. It's the quickest place that you can get information out to your congregation. Um, It's used for frequent updates. You can link to other places like a website or a sign-up sheet for a luncheon or something like that. All of that can live on your Facebook page. Um, Sign-ups, announcements, etc. People also use Facebook to find churches. So this is really important. I found Trinity through Facebook. So it's very important to have it be feel like the church. It should look and feel. And if someone who has not been to your church is looking in on it, they should get a feel for exactly what time Sunday services start. That should always be one of the most recent posts. Um, Faces of your church members, who's there, what does it look like, 
um, where the entrance is to your church. Imagine someone's Googling your church for the first time and they all they see is their Facebook page. So, Yeah, and I, in fact, I know churches that um, they struggle with keeping the website current and up to date. And I know some that have actually made the move to say, look, the, the, the website, it's not professional high-end it's a great wordpress site um and or weebly or something like that we're going to keep it fairly static it's going to have the basic information and then lots of links to facebook and that's where the up-to-date information goes through uh, is facebook exactly and you can update it all the time there's no limit to it you're not having to go through and update your website um, but Facebook really is the place that your members are more than likely going to go. And there's a wide range of ages on Facebook yeah. as well. So that's just going to have that in your mind as your main, your main gig. And Facebook might be annoying and we all know that they're being investigated or whatever. Um, and, and, and who knows where they'll be in 10 years, but Facebook is still the one-stop shop. It's where people go for news. Um, it's the most intergenerational um, social media platforms. So yeah, yeah, for churches, you're going to hit your widest uh, net of people at one time on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. So that's one thing to keep in mind. If you're not doing anything else, have a Facebook page that is semi-regular updated, at least with Sunday callouts and when your worship is, where you're located in events. And, and one note, when you, if you don't have one, or if you have one that's not very active and you're trying to reactivate it, don't be afraid to print in the bulletin um, say from the announcements, push people, Absolutely. like our page, mm -hmm. like our page. When you like things, everybody sees them. It's a way of sharing the good news of what's happening in this church in the digital world. So really push people to engage with your page. Yeah, that's not a bad thing at all. Um, the next platform you should look at is Instagram. This is mostly a younger generational platform, I think, but it's, it's more so used as a scrapbook. You can't do a lot of call outs. It's just it's a scrapbook. Go ahead and tell them the story, okay, what you had to do with me and Instagram. <laughs> well, Ben didn't know how to do Instagram stories. Is that I what know how to do a lot on Instagram. I knew what <laughs> so it was I and I loved teach. it. Yes, it's awesome. I love Instagram. It's my preferred <clears throat> platform. Um, but what's really important is um, if you're trying to aim towards a younger crowd, they are on Instagram. And so you're going to have to keep that semi-regular updated as well. It's really a place to show off your church, the people in it, the programming. You can put your sermon series graphics up there. Um, and if you're, if it's too complicated to get into stories or to go live, um, those are great features. You can also go live and do videos on Facebook. Um, but it's just a really fun platform. It's more of a younger leaning generational. If you are a church, here's one challenge. If you are a church in a college town, and you are not currently super active on Instagram, get off your butt and get on Instagram. <laughs> if you need someone to teach you, walk down to the college campus and ask any of the 500 kids you'll come into yeah. contact with. Facebook was invented when I was in college, so I, I'm literally the Facebook generation. Very proficient on Facebook. Instagram I love because it's everything I love about Facebook without all the political Absolutely. back and forth and all the garbage. Mm -hmm. It's you love pictures. You want to see people's stories and stuff. Yeah. But I really didn't know very much about Instagram and I had to ask lots of questions. Um I remember early on I would do a story and, and make sure that you saw it just to see that I did it right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I mean Instagram's <laughs> a great scrapbook. So Think of it like that. You should update it, especially if you're trying to get those like younger crowds 
coming into your sanctuary. Um, but Instagram, think of it as a scrapbook and Facebook is more like the Google, like anyone needs to find out any information. It will live on Facebook. Information dumping on Facebook. Exactly. Exactly. Just like your website. Like we said earlier, another fun thing on Facebook that you've done a few times, which I really like when churches do is when the pastor kind of goes live, um, it's just a button that says go live. Um, but maybe some type of like a morning meditation or, you know, some type of like small thing that they can do every once in a while and just record a short video of them talking. Again, that means you need to be on video. So you have to get comfortable with seeing yourself on video, but you know, you pastors love to get out there. So we love to talk. We don't like to see ourselves. (laughs) talking. Well, it's another something to stretch out your comfort zone. Um, you know, find a little segment, you know, Monday motivation and just set up your week for success. You know, those things can live on Facebook very easily and they're there forever. I should do more of that because I'll tell you one of the funny things is we had a hurricane, um, Dorian almost come this way. Yes. Of course we were getting ready as we've done for storms in the past couple of years. And I, I had church members say, Hey, I remember when you, we had to cancel church. It was like Hurricane Matthew. Yeah, it was Matthew. We all had to evacuate, cancel church. And I went and did a Facebook live, like a morning prayer service where I just walked through the morning liturgy and things like that. And I even think I kind of talked through my sermon a little bit. I didn't formally Uh write it, but just talked through it. And people just said how much they enjoyed it. So there is a real connection. And I, I'm guilty of underestimating how important that connection and, Uh and how real that connection actually is. And just think, there's a very small chance that someone's going to walk into the door on Sunday and not have gone on your social media ahead of time. So you really have to, that's how you hook them and pull them in. And if they can see the pastor's face, see what they're a little bit about, they're going to be way more comfortable walking in. Yeah, and I've done, I haven't done it in a while. I should do it here this fall. One of the fun things, if it's a big Sunday or if it's a Sunday, you're trying to drum up enthusiasm, um, ha- call it a check-in Sunday. So you tell everybody during the announcements, instead of hiding, you know, pretending like you're not on your smartphone <laughs> right now, pull that thing out, go right on yeah. social media, check in and tell all your friends you're at church today. Um, people Absolutely. like that, you know, they use it to your benefit. Might as well. Yeah. yeah might yeah. as well. Yeah. So, you know, just a random check-in day, you know, is, is a lot of fun. Absolutely. Ben, what is your favorite social media platform? <laughs> My well, favorite or our bonus? Okay, third. what's it's, your bonus third favorite? Because I'm almost ashamed that I like it so much, so I'm not gonna call it my favorite. Um, okay. I enjoy Twitter, but I'm very careful about that because Twitter is a double edged sword, it is a wonderful site for live things happening live. I'll tell you, um. The, the Boston Globe won a Pulitzer Prize. If you remember the Boston Marathon shooting, yeah. their newspaper revolutionized how they were updating people on the manhunt for the shooter, the, uh-huh. the, the bombers that day uh-huh. through Twitter. It was unbelievable. Wow. And, and we know that, um, you know, in the, in the Middle East, you know, in Egypt, we saw democracy like take yeah. over and uh-huh. Twitter led the way. At the same time, Twitter is a place where people get bullied and, awful things get said and it's very live and raw. So you kind of have to weigh all of that. Um, For churches, honestly, I'm not a big fan as an organization using Twitter because it gets lost in the noise of Twitter. Twitter is a very noisy place. But for pastors, for leaders, for people trying to make connections, um, it can actually be a pretty effective place. Be mindful of what you say because it can (laughs) live and people will run with it. 
um, be yeah. mindful of, of the temptation. Twitter, above all sites, to me, I've seen happen where the, the distance of the physical distance in the digital world yeah. makes you think you can just say anything you want and it can yeah. be pretty awful. Um, yeah. That said, I've got friends on Twitter I've never met in real life. And um, so if you're a pastor, if you're looking to blog, if you're looking to promote things that you're personally doing, um, even if it's on behalf of your church, Twitter is a good place for that. It's also Twitter is a good place to learn and to get resources and, yeah. and follow things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a double-edged sword, but Twitter is one that I think on a personal level leaders should engage in. That's awesome. Um, so, Ben, why don't you tell me a little bit about um, before I kind of stepped in and helped with your social media, what kind of things, wh- where were you at? What was your knowledge? Well, we had a Facebook page. When I first came to this church, we had a Facebook page that was um, the weekly bulletin would go up on Thursdays. And then a rant every now and then they would do some pictures of something happening, a special Sunday or something. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. We had, um, I don't know, 400, maybe 500. um, No, it's probably about three to 400 likes on Facebook. And a lot of that is we're a historic church. Uh, Probably the most popular thing we did was we get tagged with weddings because we do lots of weddings. Yeah. Um, you know, and just we're a historic church, so people know about us. They've been connected, and so we have that. We're now almost, I'd have to double check, but we're almost at 900 That's awesome. um, likes. And one of the things that we did early on was just really got active, mm-hmm. um, put ourselves out there. A lot of people have found us on Facebook. We have one couple at the church who found us because they were searching around. I don't know how she found us, but kind of, you, you get lost, you know, in a, yeah. in a deep dive, you know, sometimes yes. you like, and you follow and you uh-huh. search something. But, um, I had an, uh, interaction with someone over a, a sign that we put up about what an inclusive church we are and somebody didn't uh-huh. like it. And one of our most active couples, um, started coming to church because they liked the way that we responded to a very ugly person Wow! on Facebook. That's and, really neat. Yes. And so, you know, things like that. Um, but we, we weren't, we were much more proficient than we were, but not nearly what we are now. So I knew, especially after meeting you and talking and, um, we had a children's director at the time who, you know, was very much like you in terms of, you know, proficiency on social media that I had a lot to learn. And so I've gone to school, um, learning, <laughs> learning from you, um, uh, just, just how to really utilize, um, uh, social media. So yeah. we, we were just doing Facebook. We have since done Instagram and we're trying to pick up traffic there. Yeah. So what I think the most important thing in the difference <laughs> is to have a plan, to have a social media plan. That's what's going to set you apart and actually make you intentional with how you're using social media. And so we're going to move into a segment of what are some steps to start improving your social media. So my number one step for everyone listening is find someone in your congregation who likes taking photos um, and have them start taking photos of events on special Sundays. Um, Just have them start capturing the life of the church. Um, We're very lucky in our church. We have many people who have cameras and are photographers. Um, But even if you don't have professional photographers in your congregation, iPhones are amazing with their cameras nowadays. So um, just have people be intentional about taking photos and capturing what's happening at your church that you can use later. Yeah, do special Sundays, um, but even even just the 
casual, candid shot. Um, yeah. You know, people talking, people laughing, people shaking hands, you know, just that in the moment, um, folks loving on each other kind of thing. Yeah. So that's going to be my number one step for improving your social media. Just have a constant flow of new imagery. Um, besides that, like I talked about having a plan, that's my favorite thing is create a content calendar for yourself. So, um, I, when Ben and I first met about social media and helping him out a little bit, I created a calendar for him. And Ben, why don't you kind of talk about what I had on that calendar? Yeah. So, um, we, we talked through a calendar. What are the thing, the content, you know, really planning your content out. Um, you, you want to be very careful with Facebook because there's, I don't really know how to explain them, but there's algorithms that you have to let things breathe on social media. So be very careful about don't do three and four and five posts in one day. Yeah, they're going to, they're going to all, necessary. they're all going to eat each other and, and no one one's going to see anything. So yeah. one post a day, limit yourself one a day and, and then schedule it out through the week. So, we uh, do, we post our sermons from Sunday morning on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically will uh, boost that one, which we'll talk about boosting in a bit, um, to try to get exposure for a 24-hour period. So I let Monday lay dormant because I'm assuming that the sermon's still living. <clears throat> Tuesday, uh, we try to do pictures, um, recent events, something going on. And then uh-huh. by the way, this is for an ideal week. I don't do this every week. <laughs> yeah. um, some weeks get busy and other weeks, you know, so certain seasons of the year lend itself to living into this fully. Uh, so uh, pictures of people on Tuesday, Tuesday. Uh-huh. Um, Wednesday, I don't really post anything for the church. So I tend to let Wednesday be there. If a uh, staff person of a ministry area you know, wants to do something. If our music ministry wants a special something, if the children want a special something, you know, they typically can have Wednesday. Yeah. These are uh, announcements, reminders, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then Thursday we do a reminder about Sunday. We try to hype it up. So, um, and by the way, anytime you can attach a picture to anything, um, it's going to get more traction. So every single post on Facebook should have a photo. Yeah. Yeah. So even, even what I'll do on Thursdays is I'll post, um, Molly creates sermon series graphics for us. And so I will hype up Sunday and I'll post this. I'll keep reposting the same sermon series graphic every week, but I make sure that there's a picture connected. Um, and, and so I go through, what are we doing this Sunday, uh, in worship? If there's something special happening on that Sunday, um, always remind people about parking. Um, and, and, you know, if you have hashtags and things like that, that you try to use, always remember to put all these things in your post. Um, so I do that on Thursday, Friday, um, when possible, I try to make that a community focused day. So I try to make Fridays a day that if there's a church member with a business, uh, give them a shout out, you owe it to them. They give you a shout out every Sunday when they come to church. So give them one back. Um, community partner, missions, something like that, or just a business that's new or in your neighborhood or something you admire. Um, I know Gwinnett Church in Atlanta, um, Jeff Henderson's the pastor in the Andy Stanley group. And, and I remember going to a conference in here and Jeff say that they actually do a one for one for every one post that they post about their church. They have one post about the community. That's awesome. And here's the thing about churches. And we're talking about social media. We are some of the most narcissistic 
<laughs> uh, entities out there. All we talk about is come to us, come to us, come to us. And we forget that we're in a community where we should be partners with people. So I try to make Friday a community shout out day. Um, Saturdays, it lays quiet usually. Um, and then we're back on Sunday. Yeah. So that's about, um, Ben's doing like three, four, five times a week that he's posting on social media and the key is consistency. So, you know, if you're going to take Mondays off for posting, do something on a Tuesday. Um, like you said, Wednesdays for ministry, Thursday is a welcome for the services on Sunday. So keep it easy on yourself. Keep it consistent. Have the same things be posted kind of similar every week. And here's another tip for you is try to create captions that ask questions and get people to comment or discuss. So a great item, you know, on a Tuesday, for example, post a photo of tacos and put where's the best taco place in Savannah for Taco Tuesday, you know, and get your members to comment on, you know, I prefer Tequila's Town and I like, um, I can't think of any (laughs) jalapenos, you know? And so to ask people like where they're going to get tacos on a Tuesday and it just creates camaraderie. It creates content, um, behind the scenes. It really helps with your algorithm and being in front of more people, but you don't have to worry about this if that's all new to you. Um, but really get people to discuss another idea for social media that you can have in a content calendar is for example, on a Friday or a Saturday, ask your page, the people who follow you, what's something great that happened this week? Like what, you know, what's a standout, um, a prayer celebration we can have for you. So it's great to get people talking on your social media feed and that helps your members feel more fulfilled and you have better social media presence. So one of the, I mean, this is easy win here. Okay. Super easy. Everybody knows that every day is a national something day. Absolutely. National mm-hmm. dog day. National yesterday was day. yesterday guacamole day, even though I know you disdain avocados. Uh, we went over that in the sermon on Sunday. Yes, how we much did. I hate guacamole. Okay. <laughs> yes. But national, whatever day it is, look it up on the calendar. Find one that's pretty common to people. Find a picture of some sort to accompany this and say, hey, today is national blah, blah, blah day. What's your favorite blah, blah, blah? Super easy stuff, but it's ice cream day. What do you, yeah, what flavor is your favorite? That easy stuff. So you can even Google like what's national. There's whole calendars online for it. It's very easy to find. Um, Leading into that, um, you're talking about find an image and put it here. Another pro tip for you is there are free stock imagery websites that you need to have bookmarked on your browser and ready to go. So ones I use personally is Pexels, spelled P-E-X-E-L-S, and Upsplash. Those are two really great completely free stock photo websites. That's how I get our sermon series graphics going. That's how I find content to post on social media. Um, So those are free imagery for you to use. Um, In addition to that, to make your photos or sermon series look a little bit cooler, um, you can use Canva, which is an online free and easy editing software that already has graphics and images on there. And you just kind of type in to make it relevant for you. One important note. I have a story about this. Please take note of everything that Molly just said on free images. I'm on the board of a ministry that promoted an event. They were going to do a viewing of a sports game and they put a picture up. Since then, some ambulance chasing lawyer from, you know, Wyoming 
has been hounding this ministry for over a year, threatening to sue because they used a copyrighted picture. Now, churches are some of the worst violators of copyright law. (laughs) Yeah, you can't just Google image and save those. we, we, We put copyrighted music online all the time. We put all kinds of stuff. Churches, you will get sued, okay? So listen to what Molly said. Yeah, there are free... Go to these free sites. Yeah, Google free stock imagery and go to those websites. But again, Pexels and Upslash are my favorite to use. Um... But just, yeah, do do the right thing, people, and it will save you a lot of trouble. Um, and the last kind of, like, steps to start improving your social media tip is Facebook ads. So you don't have to be an expert in Facebook ads. What Ben's been doing and what I recommend for the churches out there is target your geographic area. So pick X number of miles around your church. Um, throw – how much money do you throw? 15, 20 bucks? Not even that. Not even? No, no. I when I do the sermon, I do a dollar a day. A dollar a day. There and you go. You hit three hundred people with a dollar. Now I expand the audience for the sermons. I look beyond our geographic area. But if I'm promoting an event, I'll run it five or ten. If it's a like a Christmas service or something big like that, I'll run it for a week and maybe do two dollars a day times seven days. Yeah. So very easy, but really get, if you're having trouble, I mean, your Facebook page is not going to find people on its own. Um, This is a great way using your geographic area on a Facebook ad. It's a little boost button. It says boost post. um, And that's a good way to just expand your reach a little bit and get some other people in there. So, well, and here, here's the worst kept secret about Facebook. They did a trial when they started the boost thing and then they instituted it because it worked they purposely have it fixed where everybody who could see your information is not seeing your information because they want you to pay a little bit for it. Now I hate it just like the next person, but that's the game. So learn to play it. Yeah. Write it into your budget, whatever it has to be. It's like Ben said, only a few dollars or even $1 a day if you're promoting it for three days. Well, and I'll tell you what we did. We ended our newspaper, our, the, the Saturday newspaper um, advertisement. Yes. That thing was running us 50 bucks a month. Wow. I spend $15 a month on Facebook, and I get there way better traction that way. There you go. Um, and one thing that we did for our Christmas service last year is we changed the geographic area on one of the posts to one of the suburbs in town. So that's something to try. Um, get a little creative with it as you're thinking about ways to get new people. Um, they may be willing to drive 20 minutes into town to go to your church, but um, try those things out if there's another population nearby. Um, so that is kind of my tips on improving your social media. Again, find someone in your congregation who likes taking photos and have them start doing it. Create a content calendar for yourself to get consistent information out there weekly. Um, your free stock imagery sites don't use copyrighted material and Facebook ads to target your geographic region. Um, we're going to go into a slight advanced area. Um, real here. We're right here. Um, yeah. So advanced notes for you is um, a great thing that we have not actually instituted yet, but putting your sermons on podcasts, if you have a way to audio record, um, we video record all our sermons and put it up on YouTube um, that afternoon so that people can watch it that week who didn't 
um, who weren't there on Sunday. We are switching to live stream here very soon, but um, a good way to utilize your members' time without them having to put a lot of time into it is to put the sermons on podcasts. And Ben, why is that important? Podcasts are important because you can get people, a lot of people listen to podcasts driving to work, washing dishes, um, exercising, whatever it may be, but it's a way of meeting your people. If you really want to like get theological about it, podcasting is a way of meeting your people right where they are in their daily rhythms. So it's really simple. I mean, we, I, I used to do this and then I really wanted video and I didn't have enough volunteers to run both. And so I switched to video, but all, all you can do is you can take a thumb drive, stick it in your soundboard. If you've got a soundboard that's been made in the last 20 years, yeah. Odds are that there's a little USB. You stick it in there. You can record to it. Then when you record, you just upload the file. And there, uh, Podomatic is probably the site that I have experience with. It may or may not be the best one, but it's the one that I've used. Um, but Podomatic, Podbean, I mean, there's a couple of sites, but you can uh, pay very little money, if anything. I know Podomatic will let you uh, have a pretty large um, – storage space before they start charging you a little something mm -hmm. for it. But um, yeah, I mean, podcasting is what we're doing right now. So, you know, we meet people where they are. We hope that they listen while they go about their daily rhythms. And it's a great way for people to catch the sermon if they may have missed it on Sunday. Absolutely. So that's our <clears throat> advanced note for you. I mean, we are planning to live stream our service and that's probably going to be a whole nother episode once we finally figure out how that's done and the best practices to do that. Hey, good news. They came, they came to start dropping Yay. the fiber internet line today. They had to get the company that's installing our new internet had to get city approval and permits to dig under the building. So we're very exciting that live stream is going to happen very soon, but um, a very easy thing for you to do that is the most effective um, is going to be put your sermons, audio record and release them as podcasts. I think that's a great advanced goal for you to set maybe going into the next year. Absolutely. Worth, worth trying at least. Perfect. Well, that wraps up our social media episode. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on social media. Surprise, surprise. Um, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your time. Leave us a review on Apple iTunes. That's the best place to um, hit that five star button. And yeah, it was so great chatting with you today. Thanks so much. See you next time. Thank you.